Welcome to our first episode of Beauty and the Brain. We're super excited that you chose to join us and that you're interested in kind of hearing a little bit about our lives, how we met, how we got here. Uh, many of you know we've been working on Beauty and the Brain now for uh, over a year, coming up with topics that we think you would be interested in hearing, things that we would like to talk about, and, uh, and how we can share this information with you. So I'm here today with Jerry, my husband, uh, who kind of drug us into this uh, aesthetic industry. So a little bit to my resistance, uh, you know, 15 years ago. But now that we're here, there's nowhere I would rather be. It's something that uh, I truly enjoy. And I look forward to sharing some of my thoughts and tips and, uh, you know, looking at the new trends and, and things that we have in the aesthetic industry with you. My whole choice about doing the the aesthetic industry was to get out of what I was in. And just like many people, I was burnt out with bedside nursing. Um, my career had taken me in many different areas. My passion that got me into nursing to start with was hospice. And just by nature of default, I ended up in administration with a large company, a publicly traded home health agency. It was really good to me over years, but it's easy to get burnt out. And just like a lot of people that come into this industry, we're looking for an out, something different, something that was more refreshing, something to give you a fresh start, Burnout's a bad thing, but I think it's really common in medicine because we deal with so many topics. So, you know, back up, I've been a nurse for nearly 30 years now. Um, and the my whole reason for going into nursing was helping people. And I didn't realize that you could do that with something other than bedside nursing. And so whenever I got into aesthetics, I didn't know if it was going to be a passion of mine, but I knew that it was something I'd been and paid a lot of money for Botox in the past. So I thought, why not? I can go and pay somebody, you know, four or five hundred bucks for 20 minutes of their time and I can make some money at it. So honestly, bedside nursing to, you know, something that I could take, have a good time with. And that's how I ended up here. So do you want to uh, jump to some juicy topics and talk about how we met? I'm sure a lot of people are kind of curious about that. How do we meet and how do we end up here? Well, there are two stories. Um, the one we told our family for years and then the, the truth, I guess. So we, um, we met through a mutual friend and that's what we told all of our family. We just didn't tell that it was a bartender. So we met at a local bar in Pensacola. Chris or I, neither one lived in Pensacola at the time. And so I was in town to catch an early flight out to see some family in San Juan. Chris was here visiting his mom who lives in town. And we happened to be sitting at the same bar with the same kind bartender. And a few drinks later and a few conversations later, doctor was not at all what I was interested in finding as a nurse, as many of you know. But um, it, it's worked for us for 15 years now. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Um, I never at that time uh, when we met would have, have thought anything about aesthetics um, at at those early days, so I was the uh, you know co-director of the anesthesia residency program at a large academic center in Chicago, um, full on research and academics, so board certified in anesthesia and critical care, and so uh, having a private practice aesthetic uh, business was you know not on my radar screen. So when you first mentioned that maybe you wanted to learn a little bit about doing uh, Botox and filler, and it was something that I could come along with you. I think it was a, a weekend class in Vegas at the time that we were going to take. And um, when you mentioned that, I thought, well, it sounds fun, a weekend in Vegas, maybe I'll, you know, kind of tag along. And if my mom or sister would, would like some treatments, I'd learn how to do it. 
uh, lo and behold, we actually both really uh, enjoyed that first class and um, from that point forward invested a lot in our education and really took a, a lot of classes and learned from a lot of kind of leaders and experts in the field before we ventured and started treating patients on our own. What do you remember being the, the scariest kind of about those early days when we started? Well, as an associate degree nurse with zero experience in the field, I just never dreamed that I could own my own business. And um, I really didn't didn't know what to expect. I knew so little about the business. And I think it's a scary field to get into because there's so many things that are out there. You know, there every class that we go to, there are reps that are promoting their product and every product is the best when you listen to a rep. And so I think that was the scariest thing was actually taking the leap of faith. I left a huge company company that had a regular paycheck that was coming in every week um, and I was taking a chance. I moved 1,200 miles away to be with Chris from my home. I lived in Mobile, Alabama at the time and I left a, a big paycheck um, and took a chance that I was going to, that we were going to make it. And so we, we did struggle. I think um, we, any class that any of you have been in or classes that you will be in, we um, try to help everybody learn from our mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes we made right out of the gate is buying you know, a, almost a $100,000 laser that we were scared to death to run and it's still sitting in, in an office here. Um, but anyway, I think that's the scariest thing. And I th also think that kind of leads us to the next topic about the podcast and what are we going to do with this or how can we educate other people? And what are your thoughts as far as like what we can offer to new injectors or new clients, anybody that's looking to venture into a new business? It doesn't have to be aesthetics. I think it's kind of interesting and even down to how we come up with a name for this. Um, you know, a, a lot of you that see us as patients, our future patients and, and students that we uh, teach in our classes, they know Jerry kind of has um, a, a really great sense of humor. He keeps me laughing uh, all the time. And, and those of us that, um, you know, work around him every day, he's always uh, doing some crazy stuff. So uh, when I was researching and looking at topics for the podcast, he really thought I was kind of being a nerd and some of the things that I was, you know, looking up what he thought was a little bit crazy to talk about. And um, he, kind of an off-the-cuff remark one night, he said, what are we going to call it? Beauty in the brain. Uh, of course, referring to him being the beautiful one and uh, me being the nerd. But I actually kind of liked it, and I liked the, the opportunity that this gave us and kind of a broad platform to discuss our views on um, the whole aesthetic industry. And so I find it really uh, fascinating to, to study and to look into what people find beautiful. So how do we define beauty? What makes uh, me perceive someone? one or something or some object is beautiful. And then um, to talk about what tools we have in the aesthetic industry, what can we do that's non-invasive, what uh, surgical options are out there, and how can we educate uh, aesthetic providers and our patients, our uh, you know, patients that may be listening to us in other areas, and, and thinking what treatments are out there and available. So we want to talk about that on this podcast. I think it's a great platform to do that and to not just focus on you know, external beauty. We could easily talk about smoothing wrinkles and plumping up hollows, and we love that. We do it, it's, you know, every day in the practice, but there are a lot of other things that go into making someone beautiful and making someone feel beautiful. So not only what is the perception of beauty, but how do we make someone feel beautiful and, and uh, show that on the outside, make their insides match the way their outsides feel or vice versa. And so um, I really kind of look forward to, to this podcast more than I do a lot of other things we're doing 
doing right now because I believe we have done a platform to discuss these things. Um, we have some really exciting guests coming up on the next episodes that we're going to do. So throughout this first season, you're going to see us bring in people who are kind of experts in their field. We'll certainly give um, our takes on a lot of the different aesthetic trends and topics, but we want to hear from people that's been through some of these procedures that have developed uh, certain procedures. And for the aesthetic providers out there that are learning procedures, kind of go through, um, you know, some the the lessons that we've learned the hard way over time from, uh, you know, different types of equipment that we've purchased to how do we incorporate these things. Uh, into our practice, how do you do, you know look in uh, the local market and see what's needed and what's being requested most in your area? So to me, that's uh, what we're doing with this podcast, and you know, there's nobody I'd rather do it with than Jerry. So I don't know if you have different thoughts on that. I think the industry is like you can compare it to a roller coaster. It's a lot of fun, but it's also very scary. And the um, you know we're very fortunate to have some of the guests that we have coming up that if, have ridden that roller coaster and the beauty is not always external beauty we've got uh, one of our gorgeous guests that coming up is coming up is courtney gilson from um the floribama shore off of mtv and um courtney's probably one of the prettiest people you'll meet but she didn't see that true beauty inside of her until she found it and it was a lot different than just good skincare and so I think that that's part of what we're planning to do on this um, podcast is to educate people that beauty is not always what we can do with a syringe, but you sometimes have to search for that. And so the wellness portion of, um, of our industry, I always say that a lot of times people don't just sit in my chair for Botox. It's a counseling session. So that's the reason we don't do 15-minute Botox appointments at Skin and Tonic. But um, I look forward to the opportunity to meet all of our guests, um, for all of you to meet all of our guests and the things that they're going to be able to share with us. So there are lots of emerging um, things in, in skincare, you know, latest treatments, all these trending treatments. Are they good for you? Are they not good for you? Are they safe? I think that's the main thing. Are they safe? Are they dangerous? And those are some of the future episodes that we have coming up. So um, I think it's exciting. Is there anything um, controversial that you can think of right off that you're a little bit uh, scared for us to touch? Is anything you think it's off limits for the podcast as people are just tuning in for this first time and they're thinking, you know, are they just going to be kind of, uh, you know, following the mainstream and not averse and controversial things? Uh, what Do you think we will? Uh, I think you're really nice when you said I had a good sense of humor earlier. I think you wanted to say crazy. So for as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing that's off limits. I mean, I think that I think as long as with our guests, as long as they're willing to talk about it as something that's not going to cause further harm, then I don't think anything's off limits there. And I'm an open book. So, yeah, nothing's really off limits. Uh, You know, with me personally, I think that we have a a lot of things we can talk about. It uh, worries me a little bit um, about some of your answers because (laughs) Jerry isn't always, uh, you know, politically correct with the things that that he may come up with, but he's very creative. And so um, I think you're going to kind of see the the raw, unfiltered version of us. And and so, uh, yeah, nothing is off limits from my concern either. Uh, We do want all of you to kind of go on our social media sites or on our website and give us ideas of what you want to hear about. So we have a whole list of topics for the first season, but we're already starting to plan uh, what we're going to do for the next season. And so we are going to need some uh, input from all of you guys. So you can find our information um, uh, through links on this site. It's uh, Our website is www.skinandtonic.pro. Um, remember that dot pro on the end. Um, I'm Dr. Crowley, uh, 
D-R-C-R-O-L-E-Y on Instagram and I'm Jerry Drinkard NP, so pretty easy to find. Um, and we would love to have ideas for upcoming things, um, upcoming podcasts, things that you're interested in, things you have questions about. So this is the place to ask us. So if you're wondering you know, about some of the episodes that we're going to cover, some of the topics we're going to cover in this first season, uh, we, we have a lot of uh, really kind of uh, popular things coming up. I'm like Jerry. I think one of our most exciting uh, first guests is going to be Courtney Gelson. And uh, we really have some uh, great things, uh, great topics to talk about with Courtney. I think it'll be interesting to all of you who uh, turn in. Uh, we're going to go over some of the things in the industry that have been a little bit controversial this year. Right? We're going to talk about uh, maybe some uh, things like buccal fat removal and BBLs. BBLs are really hot topic right now. And I think a lot of people don't realize it's one of the most dangerous uh, procedures in aesthetic medicine. So we have a, a ton of patients in our practice that some have traveled out of the country, some have traveled to other regions. and some have gotten them done right here in the, the, the Pensacola area. And um, I, I think it'll be great for us to kind of dive into that topic and uh, let our clients and other providers out there know what are some of the benefits of this? Why is it so trendy? But also what are some of the risks associated with it? And how do you choose a good provider? I think that social media has made it really easy to find. We've never before had patients come to us and ask for things by name. And now with social media, we have people asking about buccal fat reduction. And one of the things that I find to be a little bit, bit controversial um, is penis filler. And there's my good personality, my crazy. <laughs> but um, I think that you know some of these things that people see online and it seems like it's a benign treatment, they can be pretty dangerous. I mean, the last thing you want is to you know have a liquid rhinoplasty, your nose right off, or have a little penile filler to have a better time this weekend and the tip of your junk right off. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, who wants that? So I think that like education of our population that's watching us and education of the injectors that may be tuning in as well, I think those are all interesting topics that are coming up. And there's just an array of things that we have in upcoming um, episodes that I think are really interesting. It's really hard not to kind of start talking about them now whenever you start mentioning them because they're interesting, taboo, and those are always the fun topics that people want to talk about. Yeah, it kind of makes us want to jump right into it. So yeah. um, I don't even know how many people out there uh, also realize that, that we've kind of uh, developed a few of the sexual health procedures that we're going to be covering. One of them, the performance P-Wave, which is for uh, male sexual health. So, um, you know, a lot of different ways that we can help male patients that have some form of um, erectile dysfunction. But we really kind of uh, have a whole episode on uh, how people don't have to have erectile dysfunction, but they may have some performance issues that we can help them with. And also we have the uh, vagicadabra, which is- I was going to say, uh, don't leave the vagicadabra out. I can't leave vagicadabra out. That's one of Jerry's uh, Jerry's uh, names and uh, him and Allie. So Allie is one of our nurse practitioners that you guys will meet on uh, upcoming episodes. And um, uh, a great addition to our practice. And, and she does um, a lot of the laser therapies and injectables in our office. Um, but also her and Jerry kind of come up with this idea of, uh, you know, naming our female sexual health procedure of Agicadabra. We're going to talk a lot more about that. What conditions is that good for? Which uh, uh, patients are the ideal patients for that? And so we have that on an upcoming episode as well. Yeah, I think the a lot of times the women's sexual health is kind of left out. Like um, women don't have to necessarily perform, and so you know the the vaginocadabra is although it's a funny name, it addresses some really serious and very common things that come up with women, especially um, women that are perimenopausal, postmenopausal, and so. Um, 
you know, I think just putting it out there so people know that there's help and that there are things that you can do that are safe, medically approved, um, and proven to get to get good results. So we have the whole sexual health episode. I think will be really fun because it's going to go into the 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 psychic behind it as well. It's not just the physical aspect of it because. ED is just rampant in the U.S. Um, or around the world, but especially in the U.S. And the um, the connection with ED and PTSD is really interesting to me. We have a, a big population that um, is affected by this. And so as taboo as it is, as fun as it can be to talk about, too, I think is very serious and Im- impacts a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And then, of course, all of our patients, you know, that we see are interested in skin health. And so... Um, we talk about uh, injectables and how we can inject uh, different, you know, neurotoxins or things like Botox, uh, fillers, and uh, to kind of plump up areas. Um, but I don't know that, that we have lots of, uh, you know, uh, discussions or things that we've held with our patients to talk about skincare. And so we've tried to really change that over the last year or so in our practice, where we do a lot better job of uh, educating our patients on uh, proper skin health overall, when to see a dermatologist for further evaluations, uh, you know, proper use of sunscreen, which ones are uh, the best. We even have uh, some kind of fancy photo equipment now in the office where we can do detailed skin analysis to really help identify when you've had uh, UV damage, when there's pigment maybe underlying the surface that uh, you're just starting to notice and how we can intervene on that and how we can help uh, mitigate some of that, that problems that we end up having to treat with more invasive means later on. So I know that's on a coming up episode. We have some things with the, you know, social media and how social media is kind of changing our uh, view of the world. We're looking at things constantly on our phones, on our pads, and all of us are are getting used to seeing things through uh, filtered filters, right? So everything is filtered. Nothing is, is natural. And so how does that change our perception of what reality really is? Because we are uh, seeing lots of that. And how many patients do you see in a day that come in the practice and show you a filtered photo and tell you that's what they want to look like? Yeah, there's the the new glam filter that's on Instagram right now that is just like huge. And I can't tell you how many people have came in and want, want to show me the pair of lips that they like. And what they don't realize is the, you know, the distance between the nose and the lip is different in that. It's not just the shape of the lips or the slight change in eye color or the change of the cheek or the change of the jawline. And so, you know, when you look at this, you focus on what bothers you the most. And so people just see the lips and they think that it's a single syringe fix. And so I think filters, the... um, Filters have really changed the aesthetic industry a lot. I'm not going to say it's necessarily been for the best, but that is something that we'll dive into a little later. And, um, you know, all of these things, we're seeing younger and younger and younger patients coming in. And I, I attribute a lot of that to social media. I don't think parenting's changed to the point that parents are telling their 16 and 18-year-olds they need lips. I think it's, you know, social media influence. And so all of these things are things that really drive the aesthetic industry, and it can be in a very positive way, but it can also be in a very negative way that impacts people down the road. So I think the the podcast will kind of dive into some of those things. Yeah, and I think it's really um, good for the, the listeners also to hear you know, our thoughts on what is the, you know, responsibility of the injector. When should you say no? And I know we kind of have a mix of people listening to the podcast and some are going to be in aesthetic injectors or new people entering the aesthetic field. 
and others out there are going to be our future clients. And we've always kind of prided ourselves in, um, you know, making sure that we, we provide treatments that are appropriate for the patient, safe for the, the patient. And we're not just trying to always, you know, make a dollar. So, yeah, there are ways that you can still build a successful business and be ethical and responsible with the decisions that, that you're making together with your patient. And so I think it's hard as a consumer sometimes to figure that out. And who are the injectors that are that are going to be um, ethical? Make sure they're giving you, um, you know, the right treatment plan. They're using safe, approved products, and we're really fortunate in our area. I mean, there's been an explosion in this aesthetic world throughout the the world, really, but in uh, the U.S. and there are parts of the country that um, this is really kind of rampant, not regulated, and we hear these stories of uh, horror stories, kind of of uh, patients' experience where they've been through. It's something with an injector where they used an unapproved product or did this in an unapproved area and they weren't fully informed of the risk. And kind of in our uh, region, so in the Northwest Florida, the Pensacola area, uh, we have a lot of really great injectors and we have a great community of injectors here uh, for patients to choose from. And um, But it is hard because we know that every month there are new places popping up and uh, sometimes those are competing on price alone. And we know that the cheapest isn't always the best. Well, I think that's um, in, in an upcoming episode also is about vetting your your injector. How do you choose an injector? How do you choose a safe injector? Things that it's okay to ask for your injector, ask your injector about. So. What we'll do is we'll go into product safety, um, injector safety, and you know it's okay. It's okay to ask your qualifications for your injector. So stay tuned and we'll dive into some of these things in future episodes. If you have any questions that you'd like to answer, you, know, you can ask us in some of the links below. You now have our social media um, information, send us messages. You can always contact Skin and Tonic directly. And we look forward to hearing from all of you. All right. Thanks, guys. We look forward to seeing you in a future episode.